0: Hello everyone, thank you for uh, joining in today. I have my friend Valerie Pachito here, who's a friend from high school and is now a nutritionist. She's going to give you a quick little blurb about what she does. I'm really uh, interested to have her on the podcast today, tell you guys a little more about health and nutrition and how we can uh, live healthier day-to-day lives. So Val, do you want to tell everyone a little more about what you do and uh, your background?
1: I'd love to. Um, so my name is Valerie Pachito. I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. I'm also a culinary nutrition expert. I'm currently in school studying homeopathy, and I work with clients pretty much anywhere. um, Online, one-on-one consults, I do private cooking classes, group cooking classes, and the like.
0: Nice, sounds like a fun little uh, profession. Um, What made you get into nutrition? At what point did you realize, this is what I wanna do, what made you get into this?
1: Okay, so, I was encouraged to watch the documentary Food Inc., I watched it a really long time ago and it just totally shifted my thinking. I was your typical North American who thought very little about the food that I ate. I just would walk into a grocery store and I thought that everything that was in the grocery store must be good for me if it's in the grocery store. Okay,
0: wait, for people who haven't seen Food Inc., what did Food Inc., what is it about? Kind of give them a quick rundown how that inspired you.
1: So it's a, it's a documentary based on, um, you know, uh, everything food-related, what's in the grocery stores, from animal agriculture and everything like that, um, and it just really, uh, really, really encourages you to rethink the way that you eat, the way that you shop, and the way that you live. Gotcha. Yeah. So I watched that movie. I was totally traumatized by it. Uh, I, in a good way though. In a very good not way. Not a negative way. No. In a very good way. And the next day basically I gave up meat, um, primarily just because I was so shocked by what I learned. Uh, that's not necessarily true at this point in time, but at that point in time it was. And so I knew that, like, if this is the choice I was going to make, I had to go get myself to see a nutritionist and to figure out what a vegetarian diet looked like. And I did, and I was totally inspired by what I learned from her, and from there I just, I went to school for it, and I couldn't get enough of the knowledge and movies and books, and I just wanted to do it.
0: And are you a vegetarian today, or do you...
1: No, so today we don't really, like in our household, we don't really subscribe to any one diet. We kind of infuse a little bit of everything into the way that we eat. So we're not vegetarian, we're not vegan, we're not strictly paleo, but we like aspects of all of those diets. If I had to use kind of one word to describe the way that we eat, I would say more plant-based Right. is what we're after.
0: More from the earth kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Cool, well one thing I really want to get into is a little bit about the things that you do eat, so kind of get into this a little bit more. Um, So let's start off with your morning routine, like when you wake up, like what is, I think that's the most critical thing, people have always said breakfast is the most important meal you can eat. Yeah. Um, So do you eat breakfast, is there a tea that you eat first, like kind of what's the first hour of your day look like from the point of view of what you're putting into your body?
1: Yeah, so morning routines are super important uh, and that's something that I'll tell everybody. It's kind of like it's one of those fixed patterns. Right, it's a habit, and anything that's a habit, it's more likely to set you up for success because you're more likely to just kind of do it automatically. So, when my mornings are very indulgent, uh, and not everybody has that kind of lifestyle, but because I'm self-employed and because I kind of have the luxury of designing my schedule. Um, they're very indulgent and even if I have an early morning I make sure that I'm up earlier than I need to be to give myself that time so my morning always starts off with hydration like even right now you can see right like my water my tea herbal tea right yeah Um, your mason
0: jar with water my mason jar water. yeah
1: when we sleep the body becomes very acidic and so the first thing you want to do when you wake up is rehydrate right and so most people don't really contemplate, they'll, they'll bring their water to work, but if you if you really want to get yourself a good start, start with like a glass, one to two cups of filtered water, okay. right? First thing you want to do. And so that's what I do. My filtered water, I don't always have an herbal tea, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Same with coffee. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I'll have it once in a while, I really enjoy it. Uh, but if I do, it's all about the quality of what I'm having, right? The quality of the herbal tea, the quality of the coffee that I'm having. And then breakfast. Breakfast is absolutely essential. So sometimes it'll be a green smoothie. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it'll be some sprouted green bread with nut butter on it, uh, or mashed avocado. Um, sometimes a chia seed pudding. Um, sometimes a homemade banana loaf. Okay. Things like that.
0: Nice. Yeah. So it is. You're eating things. It's not just a smoothie, and that's. There's no. No.
1: Nope. No, and also it's, um, you want to make sure that you're thinking about what's going into your breakfast. Like for most of my female clientele, they are not, um, they're not consuming a quality piece of protein until maybe dinner time, right? And that's just, that's no good, right? That's setting you up for failure because you're going to be like up and down in terms of your cravings and your energy levels. So starting your morning off with a healthy fat and a good uh, stabilizing protein is what you want to do.
0: Cool. Um, one thing I do is I do 30 grams of protein in my smoothie in the morning when I wake up and I put in blueberries, bananas, almond butter, flax seeds, and some almond milk. And my sister yesterday was giving me shit for this because she says 30 grams of protein is way too much. It shocks the system. So what do you think about that? Is, like, is that much protein early in the morning? Like, the, What I read into and why I do it is it kind of gets some times going. It helps you lose weight. It's actually good for your body. But in your point of view, is that like too much?
1: I think I think it depends. Okay, I I really like I'm so not numbers based when I'm um, working with clients because I find that uh, they don't do well with that. So I'm less about the numbers and more about like you know add in you know three tablespoons of hemp seeds is the equivalent of one scoop of protein powder. So. If that's what you're putting into your smoothie, then you're golden, right? right. Yes, I have heard uh, and I've done some research on the fact that too, like, the body can only absorb so much protein at a time, um, but as long as you're including a quality source at each and every meal, you're fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't overthink it. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing people don't do is like, you could be adding in like two giant handfuls of spinach or kale into your smoothie, right? Uh, One of the things people don't do enough of is getting greens into their day, and that's a really easy way to do it—is in your smoothie or a big salad, and then you've got like two servings of greens. Right. Yeah.
0: Going back to what you said a little while back, um, you said your body's acidic while you sleep, right? So you should wake up in the morning and hydrate. Yes. Um, What can we do if the body's acidic during the night? Like, what do you put lemon leaves? Is that going to help kind of detoxify? Like, how do you make the body less acidic? And why do why is acidic being a bad thing?
1: So acidity uh, kind of equals inflammation, right? So when we have an acidic body, um, we're more prone to inflammatory symptoms. And so things that we can do to um, alkalinize the body is hydration. But yes, putting lemon into your water, so like half a squeezed lemon would be a great idea. It's alkalinizing, but it's also detoxifying, and it's kind of a nice way to kind of you know gently remind your organs to for the day, right? Right. Um, Other things are just, you know, uh, certain fruits like blueberries are really alkalinizing, but then all of your green veggies are super alkalinizing too, right? So adding those into your smoothie or getting them into your day somehow, right? Whether it be in a greens powder or anything like that. Right.
0: So waking up in the morning, having a cup of water, putting some lemon in there or some blueberries in your smoothie or some greens would be a good way to kind of get the body back to a more... Like equal state.
1: Yeah, that would be an ideal way, yeah.
0: Cool. And uh, lunch and dinner, what are kind of the meals like? So you're eating around those times of day.
1: What What are my go-to's? Um, for lunch, I uh, is usually leftovers. To be completely honest, I kind of feel like leftovers are a no-brainer for people, right? Uh, so if you're making dinner, I'll always encourage my clients to make double batches. If you're going to be going to the trouble of making a dinner, make plenty. That way you have leftovers, right? And if you have even ample, freeze some of it. So you always kind of have something on the go. And then you can kind of dress up your leftovers so that they're not so boring, right? Like, you know, if you made a salad the night before, you know, put it into a wrap or create a sandwich out of it. Or if you had some chicken, then you can slice that up and put it on top of the salad, right? So things like that are things I like to eat.
0: And would you say it's um, just a diversity of, like, food from you know, like meats, um, vegetables, fruits kind of thing, It just, um, I'm assuming you wouldn't do a lot of processed food, right? It all kind of be from the earth. Is that kind of like your...
1: Yeah, so what we tend to eat is just, I'll say to people, as long as it's real, whole food, so yes, like things like, you know, if I am going to have meat, uh, which, you know, we don't have a lot of it, but if we do, then, you know, it's it's, uh, grass-fed organic beef, it's, you know, organic chicken, things like that, wild fish if we're having it... Um, organic fruits and veggies wherever possible, whole grains things like
0: that and when you are eating like what's your goal for eating like are you trying to get the maximum amount of nutrients into your body is there something like you're trying to achieve weight loss or certain things like how are you selecting food kind of like what is the system in your head right because like maybe you have a process of identifying what is you're looking for it makes it easier when you're somewhere else kind of like figure out what you want to eat so what is kind of that analytical mindset that you're going through when you're eating there
1: um I mean all of all of those things are fantastic, right? I mean for me, I wouldn't say I eat necessarily for weight loss, but I definitely, you know, I know the importance of maintaining weight for um, you know, for various health reasons. Um and yeah, then you want to, you know, I think it's important to look at your you know your genetic your genetic history, right? Like, you know, what are the diseases that your your parents or your aunts and uncles or your grandparents have had, right? You want to eat to kind of you want to eat to prevent all of that, right? So um, when I'm eating, yes, it's all about how nutritious can I make this, right? What else could I add to it to increase its nutrient value? Uh, so if it's smoothies, right? Like I'm always looking at my Vitamix and I'm looking at the base and I'm thinking, okay what do I got in here? Do I have my water, my coconut water? Can I throw some hemp seeds in here? Right. Can I throw some chia seeds in here? Um, you don't want to overdo it, right? Like you can overdo it and right. you don't want to do that, but you also want to make sure that you have, like you're, you're always giving yourself, um, those quality foods. And even with my lunches, you know, if, if I'm making a wrap, then I'm also going to throw on, throw in some like, um, sprouts, right? Cause sprouts are really enzyme rich and and they're live, right? So whatever we're putting into our body, that's going to fuel us for the day. And so that's kind of my main priority is, you know, getting through my day feeling good. Everybody wants to feel good and should feel good, so.
0: what are, What's one thing that you put in, like, kind of as, like, a spice or an additive kind of thing that most people wouldn't really consider adding to? Like, is there, like, a little secret thing that you really like to put in?
1: Oh, boy. There's a lot of those little things. I mean, um, people are really afraid of uh, salt. Um, and I would say, if you're going to be scared of salt, be scared of the salt that's in the packaged foods, right, but if you're cooking at home and you're using quality sea salt or Himalayan pink salt, don't need to be scared of it, right, so you can season your food. Um, the, the only time that's problematic, like I said, is if you're eating a lot of fast food, a lot of takeout food, and then you're resorting to the processed packaged stuff, then I'd say be careful of your salt intake, but I love cooking with sea salt and Himalayan salt. Herbs and spices, but the other thing I really like that um, I my boyfriend doesn't like is nutritional yeast. Do you know what nutritional no, yeast I've is? No, I've never heard of it. No. Detail. So nutritional yeast is really great, especially if you're vegan or vegetarian. So if you're trying to decrease the amount of animal products in your diet, uh, nutritional yeast it it has this like cheesy taste to it if you're vegan and you want to recreate like a cheese like texture or taste of something you throw out nutritional yeast and it's really high in b12 which is something you can only get from animal products oh, okay so i really like it. it has like a really nice savory cheesy quality to it so if you've ever been on my blog and you've seen like an herbed uh, cashew cheese that's what that's what's in it yeah
0: interesting yeah i have a good friend the first guy of for this uh philip Moore. he makes these crazy smoothies and every time i see it, it's like Super dark green. It's always got a like, really rich color to it. I'm like, what do you put into these things? And you taste it, and like, it tastes really good. But at the same time, it's like, there's things in here that I've never tasted before. Right. Yeah. I always feel like people that are really into health or like their body, it's like they have these like little things that like no one else is eating. And I'm like, I'm always intrigued by those
1: things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like to get that super green color, you'd use things like spinach and kale or spirulina or chlorella, right? Like those blue green algae. Uh, Not that those taste good on their own, but you can hide them in a smoothie. And that's that's an important thing to remember. You can hide so much in a smoothie. Right, right?
0: you can kind of mask the the flavor a little bit. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Another question about energy. Um, I find that I put a lot of work um, into this. And so, like, during the day, day job, afterwards, I'm working on my blog, my podcast. How do I, like, you know, like, if I'm... There's times when I'm really low on energy and want to keep going. Like, do you drink a lot of caffeine? Like, how would you be you know, how do you recommend boosting your energy, right? If you're kind of going through a long day, what can somebody do to kind of increase their energy levels from a food intake?
1: Yeah, that's a big one, right? Uh, caffeine? No. Um, if, if I had a client come to me and, and say what you just said, and they told me they were drinking um, copious amounts of caffeine, the caffeine would be the first thing I'd say to decrease, right? I, you know, if you want to drink a cup of caffeine, two cups tops, that's no problem but I would say water is key so keeping hydrated one and a half to two liters of water every day um, other little tricks I like to suggest are things like emergency packets and it depends on where you are in the world right and what they're offering but uh, here we have emergency and energy, and they're these little packets of uh, basically a thousand milligrams of vitamin C with some electrolytes and B vitamins in there. And I wouldn't suggest it every day, but if you're particularly feeling fatigued or like you need that energy boost, you just go ahead and throw it into your water and give it a stir and just sip on it. Right. Uh, the other thing would be liquid chlorophyll. Um, it's a really easy thing to purchase at any health food store. It's, like, it, I mean. I don't consider it a supplement because I consider it food-based, but a couple drops of that into your water will turn it a nice green and it's a great conversation starter and you just sip on it, right? So it's good for detoxifying, it's good for like a little boost in energy, it freshens the breath and it has a million properties. Nice. Yeah.
0: What's your viewpoint on naps, right? Do you recommend to your clients, like is napping something that is critical to our health and the nutrition? Uh-huh. What is...
1: Okay, I don't, okay, I can't really speak to that because I'm super grumpy after I nap. I, I am not a napper. If I nap, then I kind of I hate the whole world. So if napping is something that, uh, that one of my clients really enjoys and they benefit from, sure, taking a little cat nap. Um, but in terms of other ways to kind of like fuel and re energize, I would suggest things like uh, there are certain yoga poses, like legs up on the wall. You could do that for five minutes. Um, and you know some people have said that's a nice way to unwind at the end of the night I also find it a nice way to kind of like a little boost in energy Uh, there's also things called spook mats have you heard of those no no okay they're pretty what is a
0: spook mat so
1: a spook mat I have one upstairs uh, I I will show you it has a million different like acupuncture points on it and so it's just this little mat with all these acupuncture points and you just sort of lay down on it right and no, it's not like people will be like, oh, does it hurt? It doesn't feel wonderful. Like you don't lay on it and you're like, oh, this is so relaxing. But you lay on it and the idea is these pressure points help to alleviate stress, right? So many of us are on our phones and we're hunched over or we're at our desks and our necks are down. And you, of course you feel fatigued, right? So you can lay on the mat for five minutes to kind of like re-energize yourself or you can lay on the mat for longer and help your help yourself kind of like get unwind and get into like a really nice sure. deep sleep.
0: Interesting. My grandma in Poland had a similar thing, but it was all these points, and you'd walk on it, right? And it was kind of like this thing. And like, w- the way she explained it to me was like kind of like for your feet and the points in your feet. Yeah. And I when I'd walk on it, like it would just—it was too painful for me, right? It was just like too many sensations yeah. going on. But she's like seventy, you could walk across the thing back and forth, and she's like super healthy. So yeah. I'm like, well, maybe it works for There's her. There's something of thing. to it. Yeah.
1: yeah. The other thing I would suggest is getting outside, right? Like getting up, moving from. If you're, especially if you have a desk job, like get up and get moving, go for like a five minute walk, get outside, sit outside in nature, um, you know, or just, you know, stop sitting on, you know, people now do like the, those big um, exercise balls, yeah. or they'll sit on that, or they'll just stand at their desk doing something like that. It would be really good.
0: Nice. Uh, one of my friends, she wanted me to ask you a question. She's been, um, she lost a lot of weight in the last eight months, around 60 pounds, so really proud of her. Um, she wanted, and she's working out a lot, like CrossFit five times a week. Um, doing active um, recovery by walking and yoga, so really trying to like take care of her body in that sense. But she wanted me to ask you um, about meal plans, like you know, if she's really trying to maintain that performance, have energy to kind of keep going at that pace, but still like have weight loss as a focus, like what would you recommend eating for her to kind of be able to maintain those energy levels to keep going at that rate?
1: Uh, So because she's so incredibly active, I would suggest eating every three to four hours would be ideal to maintain those energy levels and stabilize those blood sugar levels, and then really focusing on a good quality source of protein, and that doesn't have to be an animal product, that can be plant-based. That could be things like your raw nuts and seeds, um, you know, half an avocado, uh, things like so, so, a good quality protein, but also a healthy fat as well, right? So, I mean, some of the things I like to suggest are like, you know, hummus, and um, again, like I'll go back to that, half an avocado sprinkled with some sunflower seeds, just take a spoon to it, right? A little bit of sea salt on that. So. Uh, protein and healthy fats are going to be the things to fuel your body, right? So, so many people are scared of those healthy fats because they think, well, if I eat that, I'm going to get fat. And it's not true. Your body just recognizes that as instant fuel, right?
0: I have a question on avocados. Listen to uh, Tim Ferriss' podcast the other day, and so he was saying one of the best things you can eat before you go out drinking is actually avocado because it has it helps, there's something in it where it uh, prevents your glycemic index from spiking Mm -hmm. Um, and typically when you go out drinking you tend to like binge on McDonald's and peas and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So is there something in avocado that kind of helps kind of keep like your insulin levels in check?
1: Yeah, because avocados, not only do they have that healthy fat component, but they're so rich in fiber, right? So it's the fiber and stuff that really helps to slow down the rate at which we absorb those uh, sugars, like even with fruit, right? Uh, like an apple, an apple is really high in fiber. So even though it has natural sugars in it, because it's kind of like it's interwoven in this matrix of fibers, that kind of helps to slow down the rate at which we absorb it. So mm-hmm. yeah, nice. yeah,
0: yeah. All good to know. All right, moving on to a li- uh, some other things here away from food. Uh, what are some of? And this might even still relate to food. Um, what are your like most inspirational books you've read recently, or movies you watch? Like, where do you kind of get your fuel for? Um, life, right? Is it related to the work that you do or is it something completely different?
1: Yeah, so I find that uh, we're, you know, as a couple, uh, we're really drawn to documentaries and things like that. So, um, in the past year, we've seen some pretty incredible ones, like some of my favorites are obviously Food Inc., I love Food Matters, Um, we just recently watched Cowspiracy on Netflix. Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. I love that one, right? those I watch them, and it just really reignites that passion for what I do and why I'm doing this, which is ultimately to help people, right? Whether it be on a small scale and uh, or a large scale, I just want to help people to make small shifts over time to create big changes, right? So uh, documentaries are key. Some of the books I've read lately, um, especially because so much of my clientele is female-based, I love... Um, right now, I'm I'm, uh, I'm rereading The Hormone Diet by um, Dr. Natasha Turner. Um, yeah, things like that. I just, I love.
0: How important are small shifts in your perspective? Like, is it really about doing the little things or is it about trying to make massive changes? Like, how do you approach with your clients? Like, kind of, what's your go-to?
1: I think it depends on where you are. You know, like for me, um, for me, because I've been doing this so long now, right, those changes don't really scare me, but Uh, When a client comes to me and they're really new to doing this, uh, too big of a change can be too overwhelming and then they want to give up. So, yeah, so it's small changes, right? Like that's kind of my thing, I'll tell them one small change every week because if you implement one change every week, it becomes part of your habit, becomes part of your day to day, and you can carry that forward. And then the following week, you introduce something different, right? even if it's just starting with an increase of water right increase your water intake right one liter two liters do whatever it takes the following week do something different add in some spinach to your smoothie right so those little changes will have a big impact
0: there's a book I'm reading right now you probably really like it's called the power of habit have you ever heard of it no um they talk about keystone habits and I found this really fascinating it's kind of like what is the one habit that you can like put in that's going to have like a multiple effect on you right and so Some of the case studies they use, like something that's overweight, they get them to write down what they're eating every single day. And what they found is people that write down what they eat every single day, certain people will start writing down or once a week. They start off by doing it once a week. And then they start doing it every single day for like seven days a week kind of thing. And they start seeing patterns that like at 10 a.m., they're like snacking on something. They're like, okay, well, what can I do at 10 a.m. to eat like a healthy snack? And they found people that actually can, like, just start off by writing down once a day for a week, like, what they're eating. It helps them, like, realize what they're putting to their body. And even at dinner, they're, like, okay, they well, start thinking about, like, well, what can I eat at dinner to have, like, a healthier meal? And so it's interesting how, like, one little thing that you think wouldn't really matter that much, like, writing down yeah. what you're eating is actually, like, one of those corners when it that you can kind of turn the block for everything. And it's mm-hmm. not about, because that's how you start planning, like, what you eat when you go to the grocery store, right? Like, what you're going to put in your body. And so little things like that. And I think it's kind of identifying those small little wins sometimes that really will have, like, a magnitude effect as opposed to, like, trying to work out, like, five times a week, which can be very daunting for people at first if they're trying to lose weight kind of thing.
1: I agree, I agree. Like, writing down what you eat is just... It, it's uh—it's it, like looking into the mirror, right? So many people will tell me... um. Because, you know, I like to suggest decreasing your dairy. and People will be like, well, I don't have that much dairy, right? But then when you really break it down, you look at their whole day, right? There's a little bit of, you know, milk or creamer in their coffee. And then they'll have, like, a little bit of cheese and crackers. Or then they'll have, you know, some packaged, packaged crackers that have some, you know, ingredients like whey in it, right? And they all add up to be a lot of dairy. But people don't realize it until they start kind of writing it down and looking at it and examining it. So I totally agree
0: hangover cures. This is one thing that people like as we get older all our friends are like oh it takes like my body just doesn't react the same way anymore and it's like we're not even that old but I find that there is a difference right so it's kind of like what do you do to cleanse your body in the morning or, or would you recommend for somebody if they're like you know had a big night and it's like they want to kind of they don't feel great in the morning How do you cleanse your body of alcohol from
1: the night before? Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, it's a big one and it's one that obviously happens, right? So um, chlorella tablets are like life saving. So um, Giddy Yoyo has some, they're um, a local company here in um, Canada that have chlorella tablets that I love. So taking a giant handful of those in the morning.
0: Can you find, like, what, what is a chlorella can you just find a nutrition store, or like what... Is-
1: yeah, so go to a natural health food store, or even, um, you know, some people like to shop online now, so you can just even pull up some of these health food stores online right. and bring them in. Uh, so, again, chlorella is that, you know, um, it's one of those superfoods, right, and it's kind of all-encompassing, has like so many nutrients in it. So even before drinking, you can take some before you go out and take some the next day, but I would say hydrating, so definitely going to bed drinking like one to two cups of water, keep that water by your nightstand, and then again in the morning, and then just do really detoxifying things the next day, right? So water and lemon, go easy, have a smoothie, load up your smoothie with good fats and proteins, that would be what I'd suggest.
0: Awesome. Uh, Where can people find you uh, online if they want to reach out, learn more, or keep in touch with, uh, nutrition. What's, uh, where do you recommend them to go?
1: Um, I'm on Facebook. So it's Valerie Pachito nutritionist. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Valerie Pachito. Um, I'm on Periscope. I think my handle's just Valerie Pachito again. Um, and my blog is my website. So it's just triple W
0: and I'll put all that in the uh, blog notes so you guys can find it online and I'll link off to all that stuff so they can find you on whatever platform they're looking to do. Well, Val, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you sitting down with me today. Any uh, last words if you want to leave the audience before we wrap up here?
1: Um, yeah, sure. If there's one thing that they do today, I would say to um, drink one to two cups of water additionally to what they're already drinking and to incorporate... Uh, one to two giant handfuls of spinach into their smoothie or have a really uh, giant salad that's um, more exciting than your base of celery and carrots and to go on my blog and try to recreate one of the recipes there.
0: Awesome. And I totally agree. I think just picking one thing, speed of implementation, it's great that we learn so much about different things, but it just pick that one thing, do it, and try to make it a habit because that's how it's actually going to make an impact on your life, so yeah. thank you very much and uh, yeah. Thank you for everyone for tuning in today.